Welcome to another episode of Patrick Jones Baseball. This episode, we have Bert Gonzalez. Bert is the founder of, of Indie Bowl Jobs, and what that is is it's it helps players get signed to play independent baseball. So we talk a lot about independent baseball in this episode, how it works, what what it, what it actually is. It I played a couple years of, of independent baseball, and it's it's professional baseball. It's just not affiliated with an organization, an MLB organization. But there's a lot of players who play independent baseball who get signed by major league organizations and end up making it to the big leagues. And so it's it's really cool. It's it's very very cutthroat. It's different than the minor leagues because it's independent baseball is solely about winning games. Um, but it's 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 ton of fun. So and I hope you enjoy this one with Burke Gonzalez. He's going to talk about if you're undrafted out there, or if you're trying to get signed, different ways he can help. So if you're interested in learning more about independent baseball, then this is going to be the episode for you. So here we go with Burt Gonzalez. This is the future. This is my time. I cry and shine. I put in the work and push the line. I'm holding my All right, we now welcome onto the podcast Bert Gonzalez. Bert, thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you, Patrick. I appreciate it, man. I'm excited to be here. So this is a you know a lot of times when we do this podcast, we will have on different coaches, um, various levels, professional, college. Sometimes we'll have people even in the private sector too, high school coaches. Um, this is a pretty cool one. This is a unique one. Um, so I, first off, this is going to be around independent baseball. I played two years of independent baseball, and uh, it was a great experience. But there's going to be a lot of people who listen to this on a regular basis who don't have a clue what independent baseball is. Uh, could you give everybody a rundown on like, what actually is independent baseball and why should people even want to know about it? Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, that's why I'm here, basically, to to try and grow the game and grow independent baseball. Uh, yeah. Uh, so with independent baseball, we now have four major leagues, uh, which are partners with with the big leagues. Uh, we've got the Atlantic League, American Association, Frontier League and Pioneer League. And uh, now with the draft being so short, um, this is a, a legitimate route to to get into a major league organization. Uh, it's professional baseball. Everything is the same. Uh, it's just like minor league baseball. You guys are getting paid. Everybody gets paid to be there. Um, and it's just a, a route for for guys that are pretty much undrafted or uh, free agents uh, that are trying to get uh, either a second chance or that foot in the door into professional baseball and uh, try and make their way to the big leagues. So how many players have been have, have been undrafted, gone to independent, independent baseball, and then ended up getting signed in, with an MLB organization? I mean, how many would you say? Like, what's an average on a yearly basis, what would you say? Well, I'll, I'll speak about the High Point Rockers, uh, where okay. I'm currently the bench coach. Um, so for us, we we average, I'd say, about um, four to seven players a year that, that'll get picked up by a major league organization, um, for example. Uh, and in terms of, of being undrafted, I'll give an example of Cam Cotter and Frank Nigro, who actually came through my organization of indie, indie ball jobs. Um, you know, they came to an event and, and got signed by the High Point Rockers, did well, and, and got picked up into going into uh, an affiliate. Um, Frank Nigro is now with the Minnesota Twins and Cam Cotter is with the San Francisco Giants. So those are two really good exa- examples, pretty much two years apart of, of, of guys that were undrafted, unknown, um, that got their foot in the door in independent baseball and now in the minor leagues. Uh, and then we also do a very good job with the Rockers of, uh, 
you know, signing guys that were that had some big league time or, or minor league time um, that were released um, and, uh, you know, looking for a second chance and, and come to the Rockers, do well, and then go back to affiliate ball. Uh, we've had since 2019, I'd say anywhere between 20 to 30 guys get signed out of the Rockers. And, and uh, we've had about five or six guys make it back to the big leagues uh, by coming through through independent baseball. How many guys are, are getting to the big leagues undrafted going the any ball route? Uh, you know, it's, that's a journey. That's, that's a tough journey, but it does happen. And you do hear about it. Um, you know, we're, we're still waiting on, on our two guys to, to hopefully make it there. Um, but you, you'll probably hear maybe one or, or, or two a year. You'll hear, hear a story that, that they came through some kind of rank of independent baseball, um, got picked up and, and made it to the, made it to the show. Basically. Right. Uh, David Peralta. Is that, I think believe that's the case with him, right? Yep, exactly, exactly. So there are guys that, that do it. It is a legitimate route now, especially nowadays with the draft being so so short, um, that, that guys are, are using this route to, to get to where they want to be. I think the other thing to note, too, is, and, and I think you'd be the perfect person to, to talk about this, is, like, it's really not, I mean, and you have to, I, I, the way I see it anyway is independent baseball is about winning now. Right. And the minor league baseball is about development first. Right. And obviously people are going to say you're developing by winning. Like I get all that. But my point is, is like managers are hired and fired like during the season, even in independent baseball, if they're not, not winning games and players are released. I mean, I was talking to somebody just yesterday who uh, is, it just signed is, playing with an independent team and he got the person who got released um, was a, a former uh, first round pick who had signed for millions of dollars and he wasn't producing. And so they, they just, they don't really care in a sense. It's, it's solely about winning games. And I think that's why a lot of people actually like it a little bit better because it's solely about winning. And, um, but, but give me your take and your experience on, because it, it can be cutthroat, right? It can be pretty cutthroat. I, I, you, you just took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's cutthroat. It's it's professional baseball at the end of the day. And, yes, uh, we focus on winning now. Um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of turnover as well from one year to the next. Um, so it, it is about winning, and, and you want to win for your small community uh, that you're in. Um, and, yeah, you know, these players, they have to come in and produce uh, at the end of the day. That's, that's what it's all about. And uh, you're given a chance, and, and it's what you make of that opportunity. Um, but yes, we, we are focused on winning, but, um, it, it all depends on where you go as well. Obviously with, with high point, we, we want to win. That's, that's why we're there. We made the playoffs, um, three out of the four years in our existence. Um, but we also do a good job of getting guys to the big leagues. And I think, I think getting that reputation is pretty big in independent baseball because yeah, you know, obviously we, we want to win, so we don't want to lose our, our best player. Um, but at the end of the day, we're building that, that reputation and getting guys back to affiliate ball. Um, you know, that next guy that's going to get released is going to want to play for us and, and kind of, you know, building that system and building that, that reputation is key in independent baseball. But yes, we're, we're here to win and it is fun. It's fun for the fans. Um, you know, minor league baseball, it's all about development. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a high draft pick and, and uh, you're going to play no matter what, no matter how much you're struggling, um, you know, with, with independent baseball, it's, if you're, if you're not producing, you're not going to play or you get released right away. Um, and that's just, you know, you're, you're given that chance and you want to make the best of that opportunity. What's the shortest leash you've seen of somebody getting really getting signed and then released? <laughs> uh, I mean, there, there are also, uh, you know, those kind of series contracts that, that you kind of give out, especially, especially at, at the Atlantic League level where it's more of a veteran league. 
um, you know, there's been so many examples of, of a player getting hurt or a player getting signed. And then we're kind of in panic mode because, you know, we don't have a minor league system. Um, so if we lose a player and we have to play today or tomorrow, uh, we need to find somebody. So that's kind of where I come into play with indie ball jobs as well. Uh, I have a long list of players, uh, especially in different regions of where we are in the country, uh, where I can reach out to somebody to say, hey, um, we need a spot starter. You know, we're going to give you this opportunity to come and spot start for us. And it's only going to be one game. And but this is a, a good way to build your resume, especially coming to the Atlantic League, being undrafted in, in, in a sense. Um, so I, I have seen guys get get signed for a day and then and then they're gone in the next. Yeah, I mean that's that's just the way the that's just it's just business. That's just the business. Yep. Now I know you're you're in the Atlantic League and that is that is a veterans league. There's other independent leagues too. Do you help get players jobs in those leagues too, or is this just for the Atlantic League? Absolutely, we we help guys get jobs all over oh, okay. um, every every single league um, from developmental leagues like the Pecos League, the Empire League, the USPBL to the Pioneer League, Frontier League, uh, especially for indie ball jobs. These these, these guys are, are young and undrafted, and, and we want to send them to a place where they're going to have success. And sometimes you're not going to have success at the Atlantic League level, and it's not because you can't play. It's just, you know, it's just these guys have been around. In, you're in not ready. It's, yeah, it's just a, it's just a different game. Um, but, yeah, we, we've done a, a great job of sending guys to the Pioneer League, Frontier League, and they've had great success. And, uh, we even had guys in the Empire League, USPBL, who've had great success there. And then, you know, um, a year later, they're in one of the four partner leagues, uh, which is pretty much the goal for them. It, it's so hard, I feel like, to, to stand out, right? If you're, an, if you're undrafted out of college, you, first of all, you need to have put up some numbers in college. No, I mean, take me through that process, because it can't just be a situation where you went to a, a school that's, you know, lower level program you hit 230 or 250 and you expect to get signed in the frontier league. I, I just don't think that most people understand how good these leagues are. At the end of the day, it's professional baseball. That's, that's what they need to understand. Just because you played in college doesn't mean you have the right to play at the next level in the pen of baseball. Uh, it is professional baseball, but there are some late bloomers as well. You know, there are some guys that, that didn't go to the right program or, or whatever the case may be. And that's where, uh, you know, with indie ball jobs, we put on a bunch of events throughout the year um, and let them showcase themselves. And, you know, they there might be a player that, that hit a career 230, but they had their best day of their life at, at our event. Uh, and somebody was able to see them and they get that opportunity and they're a late bloomer. Um, and they, they go on to have uh, some success in, at the next level in professional baseball. It is rare, um, but it does happen. And, and at the end of the day, and this is what I tell those guys is, you know, you have to be able to play this game. You have, you have to be able to play it at the high level. And, uh, you know, independent baseball is different as uh, compared to college as well. You're playing every single day. Uh, we're talking about 100-game seasons to 128-game seasons. Uh, it's a completely different grind than what it would be in college. It's a great experience, too. I mean, it, it just it, – I know it's about winning, but it does develop you a ton just because you're playing so much. And that, that's what what's really fun about it. Um, take me talk me about some of your playing background though like where'd you go to college you said you've been any ball for like 10 years like I want to learn more about you so yeah I went to uh, High Point University a small uh, mid-major division one school in North Carolina beautiful uh, campus beautiful 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 campus I mean they definitely sold me on that campus as soon as I stepped up stepped foot there but uh yeah you know I I was one of those guys I didn't have the greatest baseball experience I was actually cut um in college really um Yes, yes, I was. I ended up staying there, and uh, I I thought my career was over. That was it for me. Um, I ended up 
you know, a buddy of mine uh, pretty much begged me to play in the summer collegiate league uh, my junior year. Uh, after I had been done, I played. I did really well. They ended up sending me to a uh, a big tournament in, in Puerto Rico uh, for free agents. Um, figured, you know, why not? Let me go. I'm from Puerto Rico. Uh, it's good to see family while I'm down there. And I went down there, did really well, and I actually got signed out of it. Played a year in Puerto Rico um, in the AA league. And then uh, from there, I was able to find an opportunity to go out to Europe and play in Spain. Um, and that's really where I was able to develop and, and realize that I can play this game at a high level. Um, and I was very lucky. I'm a very, very, that's a very rare story. Um, and from there, you know, I came back to the States and uh, met my manager, Jamie Keefe, uh, who I've been with him for eight seasons now. Uh, I started out in uh, Rockland with the Rockland Boulders, now the New York Boulders, the Frontier League. Uh, but back then they were in the Can-Am League, which doesn't exist anymore. But I've been with him for, for eight seasons now. And then, uh, you know, back in 2021, he actually activated me uh, with the High Point Rockers, which was just a great experience for me and, and kind of a, a dream come true as I'm from New York and I used to go to the Long Island Ducks games all the time. And I understood the, the kind of level of the Atlantic league and, and for me to be able to play there. And, and, you know, I was activated for two months and um, kind of was able to put my playing career, you know, be at peace with my playing career there. And, um, but that's, that's pretty much it for my playing career um, in terms of professionally. So I had parts of three years and, and uh, you know, seven years of coaching. That's awesome. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool story. How, uh, how would you say the, the coaching is? What's the coaching like? Are you just, are you constantly looking up um, just who's getting released in affiliate baseball? Are you looking to make changes? Like that's something that I remember when I was in any ball and was, was more, I would say just active on that end is you're just constantly just seeing who's being released and needs you have and things like that. Is that one of your jobs? Yep. So that is my job. Um, trying to find the players. I'm the director of player procurement as well. Um, I'm always looking at all the transactions from every single league of independent baseball, as well as minor league baseball and affiliate ball. And, uh, you know, I'm always building my list and uh, that's kind of how I got the idea of, of starting in the ball job. Um, Cause not only is it going to help our organization out, but it's going to help uh, independent baseball in general, um, just trying to filter these guys in and, and bring the best quality players that we can. Uh, to independent baseball as well as as the Rockers, but constantly, constantly looking at at transactions, uh, looking at guys' numbers, stats, um, and and you know, with ten years now, I have I have such a, a wide network that uh, you know, if if I see a player, I'm gonna know somebody who knows that player who's been around him. Um, so I'll do my homework and and make those phone calls and try and reach out to at least three to five guys that have been around that certain player just to make sure you know, can he play number one? And number two, is he a good dude in the clubhouse? Because, you know, you're, you're mixing in 30 different personalities for, for six months. You know, um, if it doesn't matter if you play in the big leagues for 10 years, if, if uh, you're not going to fit in that clubhouse, we're not going to take you. And that that's also very important to us. And especially, you know, you're representing our small little community as well. There's been a couple other, I think, things pop up when it comes to indie ball jobs. I don't really remember the names of, of some of them. Um, but some other companies, I think, in terms of trying to get guys signed and, and things like that, I'm sure you're aware of them. But why do you think your like indie ball jobs has had so much more success and has been more, more sustainable for a longer period than some of those other ones? Um, I think the biggest difference is that everybody that's on our staff for indie ball jobs, we are in independent baseball. We're all managers or coaches that are currently in independent baseball. Uh, a lot of these other organizations, this is what they do for a living full time, which is great as well. They 
you know, there are other organizations out there that do a fantastic job of, of getting guys, um, you know, opportunities in, in professional baseball. But I think that's what stands out the most for us is that every single one of us are currently in independent baseball. We know how it works. We have the connections throughout every single league to, to get you where you need to be. And, and we, we have an understanding of where to place you, where you're going to have success. It's not about, oh, just because you came through our organization, we got to find you a job and we want to place you. It doesn't work that way because, you know, we, we're big on our credibility as well. Um, so we want to be able to help um, each team that, that we send a guy to. We're not going to just send somebody there just to place them. Um, it, it's about where they're going to have the most success and where they're going to be able to help a team out. How many, how many guys will go to um, a workout for you? Uh, right now, we're averaging about, I'd say, 70 to, to 90 players uh, a workout. Um, you know, we're, we have one coming up in a couple of weeks in Georgia uh, where we're looking at about, I'd say, 80 guys uh, to, to join and, and, and come out. And then out of those 80 guys, how many would you say get placed? 20, 15? We will, I'd say anywhere between 15 and 20 guys that will be able to place. And sometimes it's not instantaneous as well. Um, right. And I think that separates us as, as well. Um, usually, you know, you go to an event and you'll get placed or you got signed. And if you don't, um, the day of, then that's it. Um, but with us, I do keep a long list of guys. If they're not placed somewhere, but I feel like that they can play somewhere, I'm going to keep them on my list because who knows, down the line in June, I might get a phone call saying, hey, I need a shortstop. And I'll look at my list from the, from previous events. Uh, I'll see the best shortstops that I have. I'll give them a call, see if they're playing anywhere. If they're not, then, uh, you know, we can place them that way. So um, sometimes it, it takes a few months. Sometimes it's pretty instantaneous. It, it all depends. What's the hardest position to place? Um, I'd say – I'd say outfielders are pretty, pretty difficult. You know, everybody's always looking for arms. Everybody's always looking for a quality catcher. Um, infielders are a revolving door in, in a sense some, sometimes, but usually, especially with, with, um, with independent baseball, you're, they're usually signing their outfielders who can hit uh, pretty early in the process. So those, uh, those positions are pretty much filled for the most part. So unless somebody gets hurt or signed, uh, that's when those positions start opening up. And then what's what's the pay like? I played in the Pecos League, and I don't know if they've bumped the pay now, but when I was playing there, I got paid fifty seven dollars a week. And first of all, I thought it was an awesome experience. Like you're obviously not doing it for the money, um, but just out of curiosity for those, like what are the different leagues? Like is there minimums, and then like a veteran salary or not salary, but pay as well? Like what, how does that work? Yep. So um, with the Atlantic League, our minimum is thirteen hundred a month, and then our max is three thousand a month. There are salary caps in each league, um, that and that's a, another another thing that that uh, that I, I do for for my job is is trying to keep track of the salary salary cap, uh, making sure that we never go over. And you know, it's it's kind of like a science um, as to you know how much are you are you willing to pay this guy, or or uh, is this guy willing to come in for a little bit less money to to get that opportunity to get back, but. Um, that's for our league. I'm pretty sure the other leagues are, are pretty similar in a sense. Uh, anywhere between a thousand to, uh, I'd say the max would be four thousand a month in in other leagues. Uh, I'm not too sure about that, but um, yeah, I'd say anywhere between a thousand to four thousand a month is what guys will get paid in the four partner leagues. I And do they need to find their own housing? So majority of teams, they do a good job of, of getting host families. Um, these are small communities, and they love bringing their players into their homes and, and 
learning what it's like to be a professional athlete in, in a sense. So with the Rockers, we have a, we're, we're so lucky that, that we have just such a wide variety of, of, uh, of host families that are willing to do that for us. And it makes it easy for us. I mean, not too many organizations have that. Um, and it can, it can be a little difficult at times. Um, I know there are some teams out there that they don't do host families and it's kind of on you to find your own housing. Uh, each team has their own team hotel that you can get uh, a discount uh, team rate uh, of some sorts, but, you know, every team's different uh, for the Rockers. We do have host families. We also have some very nice departments um, that players would have to pay, um, but they don't have to sign a lease. So if they're released or they, they get picked up, um, they can just get up and, and go. Um, and then we have our team hotel as well. So there, there are different options, um, but definitely that's, if anybody's going to get picked up in independent baseball, that is, should be the first question that you ask is uh, about housing. Mm. Yeah. I remember trying to think when I was in the Pecos league, I had a host family when I was in the Empire League. I, they just put us all in an apartment and yep. figured it out. But, yeah, I mean, again, if you're playing in those lower-level leagues, like obviously they don't have the same amount of money than that somebody in the Atlantic League does, and so you just got to figure out a way to, to climb your way to the top. Uh, what's the average age, I would say, on like, at these different leagues? Like, What's the youngest in the Atlantic League versus the oldest? And then take me through like some of the, the age the – age, uh, ranges on the on these leagues so for the atlantic league we average probably about uh age 28 to 32 like i said oh, wow. it's more of a veter- veteran league um might be getting a little bit younger now i mean we still have our mixed guys from that are straight out of college as well um that goes into the salary cap because those guys are are going to come in for the for the minimum in a sense uh so you need to have you need to find those those guys as well um but then you have you know your pioneer league uh frontier league that those guys are pretty much right out of college. Those guys are anywhere between 22 to 25 years old. And then you have your American association that I'd say would be about 25 to 30 years old. Okay. The pioneer league is pretty new, right? Yeah. So the pioneer league's actually been around for a long time. It was an oh, it league. It was, a, yes, it was a um, short season league. Um, and, you know, with the uh, change in minor league baseball, that was kind of one of the leagues that was left behind. Um, and then that's why I'm in. sorry. I'm sorry. I, I knew it's been around, but I mean, and strictly yep. for independent baseball. For independent baseball, yes. Yeah. So I think they're on their fourth season now, and they've done a great job. And what a great opportunity it is for that league to be able to to bring guys in right out of college. And um, you know, I, I've heard some great things about it. Um, Paul Fletcher, who's who's with Indie Ball Jobs, one of our staff members, he just got the job as the manager with the Glacier Range Riders. So. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to to building more of a relationship with with the Pioneer League through him, uh, and being able to send some guys out there. But they definitely go to some really cool towns out in the the Mountain West that you probably would never go to unless you're you're playing baseball out in Montana and and Northern Colorado and Utah and um, really cool landscape places and and cool places to play. Do you see the Oakland Ballers have a team now? Yeah, the Oakland Ballers. Um, we have uh, one of our guys uh, from Indie Ball Jobs, Jalen Smith, signed there. Um, so super excited for him and super excited to watch him play the season and see, see how that, that pans out. But that's, uh, yeah, that, that one's pretty exciting. I think really cool location, really cool idea by the Pioneer League to, to put a team out there in Oakland. Yeah. Are they playing at the old Oakland Ace Stadium? No, I, I, I did hear that they, they're trying to get a, a couple games there. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe not this year since uh, the A's are still there, but. Who knows? Maybe in in a year or two, um, maybe that's their home stadium, which would be uh, pretty sweet. Yeah, that's a great staff, by the way. Micah Franklin's the manager of that staff, and I mean they put together a, a really good staff 
so that, that'll be fun to, to pay attention to what about the pecos league you, you ever send guys out there uh we have sent a couple guys out there um the manager from tucson usually comes to our, our northeast showcase um and uh you know i i know a few of those managers that, that i've come across um and what once again just another opportunity man um as long as there's an opportunity uh we're willing to send a guy there as long as he's going to have success um and that's just another league, which I, I'm sure you know. You got you got to love it, man. You got to love it to, to go out there and play. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we we sign guys um, from the High Point Rockers uh, that have come through the Pecos League. Um, an example is John Daly, um, not the golfer, uh, the baseball player, um, but he he came out of college at the University of Albany. Uh, right out of college, he played in the Pecos League for for one year. He came to an indie ball job showcase, and we signed him in High Point. He spent the entire season last year. Uh, with us, uh, which was a great story going from the Pecos League straight to the Atlantic League and being able to stay around the entire season. And he did a great job for us. We love him. And um, yeah, I mean, that's just an example of, of get your foot in the door. If the Pecos League is the opportunity that, that's presenting itself for you, I mean, why not? If you have the means to do it, why not go out there, uh, play? You never, you never know what, what's going to happen. Should players be emailing uh, different managers around independent baseball? Like, obviously, a great idea for them to, to go to an indie ball jobs workout. Right. But I mean, you still got to continue to put in work, not just on your craft, but also, you know, sending me, I don't know. I mean, making phone calls, text messages, like things like that. And not yep. just want, wanting to just wait around for the phone to ring. Do you recommend guys take the initiative to, to email coaches, things like that, or managers? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, you got to be proactive sometimes. And, and yeah, I always recommend guys to just email managers, email teams. Uh, and I tell them 95% of those emails are, you know, they're not going to be read at the end of the day. Um, but you never know. Uh, one of those emails might change your life. Um, I get all the emails that, that go in through, through High Point. I read every single one of them. Um, doesn't mean we're going to take every single one of them, obviously, right? But, uh, you know, I, I at least get to see each and each each of these players and, and, you know, I get to talk to them about indie ball jobs and different opportunities that, that may present themselves, not just for, for the Rockers, but for all of independent baseball. Would you say that there's certain types of emails that you, you find more intriguing than others? Like, should they be putting video on there? What should they be putting in those emails? And I would say, I bet probably most people are like you and that they read all of them, but they just want to have always the time to respond to every single one. But right. What would you say they someone should be putting in an, an email? I feel like this is like the college recruiting process in a way. Right. Yeah. Um, definitely credibility is a, a big key to those emails. So I would put your baseball reference, any kind of stats from college or pro ball, wherever you've been. Um, and definitely some some references. If, if you have some big time references, then, you know, I'm going to see that. And if I have a connection with those kind of references, I'll reach out to them and, and, and see what kind of player this is. And, and definitely any kind of videos you have. Anything you have, just put in that that email um, because you never know. You never know uh, what they'll see and, and what the team's needs are. And, you know, you might send an email today, but you might not hear back till July in a sense mm. where, you know, they're looking for that specific player and you just happen to send that email months months prior. Wow. What, what's your long-term play uh, in baseball in general? I know, I mean, it's obviously you want to do the best job you can right now, but, I mean, do you want to be a manager one day? Like, what do you – What's your dream, I would say, for yourself? <laughs> well, for myself, I'm kind of kind of in that in-between moment. Uh, I, I do have uh, five years of experience as a bullpen catcher. 
it's always been a dream of mine to uh, to be a big league bullpen catcher. I've, I've had my chances of I've had interviews uh, for big league jobs. Unfortunately, not able to get it. Um, but I have also had uh, a year of managing experience. I did manage the Rockland Bowlers in 2020. And then I went on to the Liberation League um, where we won the championship there. So I do have some success as a manager and I really do enjoy it. Um, so, you know, that, that kind of bullpen catching uh, dream in the big leagues is kind of fading away a little bit as I'm starting to age out. But uh, I am excited for the next step of, of potentially being a manager one day um, and, and helping these guys get to that next level. What's the average age of a bullpen catcher? Uh, I'd say about, about 28 to 32 years old and I'm 33. So I'm, I'm aging out a little bit. Uh, the body hurts a little bit, but uh, I am, I just got, I actually am coming off of Tommy John surgery. I just had Tommy John, uh, in December, uh, which is crazy. Um, but it, you know, that's one of those things that uh, I'm a grinder, you know, just years and years of, of throwing BP and, and long tossing with the guys and, and catching the bullpens kind of, uh, gave me a little bit of a setback here. So this this year is a little bit of a wash for me in terms of, of catching and, and throwing BP uh, and just kind of recovering. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still not going to give it up. I'll never give it up. Um, you know, I, I love the game. I love catching. Um, and I love bullpen catching, getting getting the guys ready. Uh, so you never know. Uh, you just never know what's going to happen. And, and uh, I'm just excited for that for that next step, whenever it may be. Dude, there's so many people I talk to who, who say the exact same thing. Where it's like, my dream, I would just love to be a bullpen catcher in the big leagues. Yep. So many people. How what? How much would you say? I'm sure you've talked to some. Like, what's the what? What would be the average pay of, of a bullpen catcher in the big leagues? I mean, who knows? I think every team is different. Um, I, I would assume, uh, and this is just an absu- uh, assumption, uh, anywhere between fifty to seventy k a, a season. Uh, but then you know you're working for tips at the end of the day. Uh, it depends on how hard you work for the guys and, and always being available. Um, and I hope I, I hope I did um, kind of open the door for, for guys to see that, that you can make a living as a bullpen catcher. That's how I started in independent baseball. Mm. I started as a bullpen catcher in independent baseball. Um, and it, it has been an avenue for me to, to increase my career and becoming a, a, a bench coach. But um, yeah, you're working, you're working for the players and you're working for those tips and, and, those guys will take care of you. If you work hard for them and, and you get them ready um, and they have success, they're, they're going to take care of you. Um, you know, you can only imagine what the salary is for a bullpen catcher in independent baseball. Uh, wasn't very good, I'll tell you that much, but I did I did earn uh, – I did uh, do pretty well on tips at the end of the season, and, and uh, you know, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it's cheap. I, I, I've heard anywhere from 80 to 100, and that's probably including yeah, the tips and, and things yeah, like that, but I think there's some that's probably more than that. Yep, absolutely. It all depends on what kind of organization. Obviously, you have your high market uh, organizations, uh, and then you have your lower market organizations. And uh, yeah, I know I know that position is continuing to grow, and and there's more interest in that position. Uh, and at the end of the day, you're a big leaguer. If you're if you're there, you're a big leaguer. You get the big league treatment, uh, the hotels, the flights, the food, um, everything about it. Just being around them, and and who knows that that can really open up more doors in, in your career after the fact of being a bullpen catcher. So right now you said you're down in Miami. What are you doing in Miami right now? I'm here for the Caribbean series. Uh, we have a, a bunch of players from the Atlantic League that are that are playing in the Caribbean series and, and have had a lot of success in winter ball. Um, and that's another uh, another opportunity outside of independent baseball. A lot of guys are playing for opportunities in winter ball where they can make some, some really good money uh, and then come out to, to these big kind of tournaments like the Caribbean series. And, uh, for example, I know a, a few guys that uh, – that were in independent baseball this year, got to go to the winter ball 
did really well and now got an invite to spring training with a major league organization. So just another great avenue for guys to try and get back to back to the big leagues. Yeah, that's a that's a, a great thing you just brought up winter ball. I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of people out there who would love to play winter ball who are maybe in independent baseball. Is that just a you just gotta know the right people? Like how does that work? Definitely, definitely connections, knowing the right people. And you gotta you gotta be able to seriously play at a high level. Um and it's it's even more cutthroat than independent baseball. And really? I've known guys that, that will go out there and, and get a great contract and um thinking you're gonna make all this money for a whole for an entire winter. And, you know, you struggle your first 10 at-bats and then you're gone, man. And, and uh, you're in a different country and, and you're, you're out of there. Uh, so it's, it's definitely way more cutthroat. Got to do your homework uh, for sure. But it's definitely about connections. Um, but that's, that's a whole other thing with independent baseball and indie ball jobs. Uh, I, did, I was able to travel to Mexico and, and Puerto Rico this, this offseason and, and kind of connect with some winter ball guys and, and managers and GMs and, and trying to open up those doors and, and different avenues for guys. Yeah, what are the different winter leagues? Where are they at? Uh, I mean, they're they're all over the place. But you, you know, your big ones are definitely in Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Mexico, uh, Venezuela. Curacao now has a, a winter league. It's their first year. Um, they actually just made it to the semis, lost yesterday. Uh, but a great, great job by them. Uh, Panama, Nicaragua, uh, and then you know, smaller countries in in South America do have winter ball uh, and winter leagues. Uh, I know Guatemala has one. Uh, Peru has one, um, and and those those leagues are kind of in their infancy, but but there are opportunities there for for guys to go out there and, and play, and see a different part of the world, and and I'm all for that. For me, uh, going out to Spain that one year, it was a great experience for me. It was a part of the world that I never thought I'd go to, but uh, you know, baseball kind of brought me there. Yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah, that, that sounds like a great experience. What would you say? The I know you said the pay is pretty good. What what type of pay are you talking about? Uh, I mean, in the in the the higher level leagues, uh, we're talking about anywhere between eight to fifteen thousand a month. Damn. So That's not uh, bad. yeah, if you're if you're lucky enough to get that opportunity, I, I take it and run with it. And uh, uh, I know some of it is it, it can be guaranteed at least for a month. So even if you last a couple games, you, you at least get your your month pay uh, guaranteed. So, uh, but definitely do some homework while you're doing it and try and connect and, and with the right people, but you have to put up some serious numbers in, in your regular season in order to go out there. Mm. Are most of those guys current big leaguers who are playing down there? No. Um, so a majority of those teams now, they're taking a lot more independent guys. Um, mm. However, the independent guys that they do take, they they do have some big league time or or high-level minor league time, double-A, triple-A time uh, for the most part. Um, it is rare to to see somebody without – any kind of affiliate time, get out to those bigger leagues and get an opportunity there. So are you, I know you said you've been traveling around to, to Mexico and all the, you know, all these other places trying to build relationships. You're in Miami right now. And are you funding this whole thing yourself? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, really? Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to look at the bigger picture here and, and trying to see what we can do for these players. Um, but yeah, I am funding it, um, through independent, through indie ball jobs and, um, you know, that, that's what it's all about, though, is trying to build those connections and, and those networks and trying to open up the door for these guys. And, and uh, I hope that we're able to filter some guys into into these leagues uh, for winter ball. Um, you know, and, and it's not just independent baseball in the United States, but I always try and push guys also to Europe. And, and uh, you know, with the High Point Rockers, we, we've done a, a good job of sending guys to Asia as well. Uh, we oh, wow. send guys to Taiwan and Japan and, and Korea. Um, 
That'd be that'd be and a just, great experience. And that's some high level baseball as well. And and usually the guys that we're able to get opportunities out there, they, they do have a, a resume behind them. Um, but you know, this is just the infancy of what we're trying to do here in, in the ball jobs. I know the bus rides are different in minor league baseball ever since they they changed the minor league system. But what are some of the bus rides like? like how long are some of these bus rides in Indy Ball? Well, for us, um, you know, we travel all the way up to New York, so we could be playing at 7 p.m. tonight um, in High Point, and then tomorrow we got to be in Long Island um, for a seven o'clock game. So we're traveling overnight, uh, 12, 13 hour bus rides. Uh, we only have one bus, and uh, you know, sometimes rookies got to double up, and that that could be pretty mm-hmm. pretty brutal. But uh, it's one of those things where you got to love it, man. You got to love the grind. You got to love those bus rides. And, you know, I'm. I'm looking forward to those bus rides again. You know, uh, once this time of year comes, I'm ready to go. What What do you do for 12 or 13 hours outside of sleep? If you can't sleep, what are you doing? Well, I'm, me personally, and, uh, you know, anybody that's listening that knows me, uh, they know that I, I can sleep uh, throughout the entire bus ride. That's, that's one of my, oh. that's one of my things. Um, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. But a lot of guys, you know, they'll, uh, you know, they'll, they, they bring their video games, they'll play, read. I mean, on the computers, um, we do have the TVs on there. So watching games or, or movies, whatever the case may be. But, <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, uh, anything to kind of entertain yourself for, for 12, 13 hours. What's the longest bus ride in any bowl? I know, if, I think for a while, the American Association had some crazy, I don't know if it's still like yep. that, but what have you heard as, as the longest distance? Yeah, so- Definitely uh, the American Association. I know they have their teams in, in Texas and, um, you know, they have Winnipeg up in Canada. So 15, 16 hours. Uh, and I know they, they do have travel days uh, where we don't have travel days. Uh, I know American Association, they'll, they'll give a full day off day of, of travel. So the managers in independent baseball, are they a lot of times former managers or coaches and affiliate organization and they got let go and now they're just trying to get back like what's what's usually the the situation like for them uh there's there's so many different um personalities in terms of managers and, and their backgrounds but a majority of them have played at a high level um in in affiliate ball or or um or in the big leagues a lot of them have played in the big leagues uh my manager was the third round pick um in the same uh same draft as Derek Jeter uh he made oh. it up to triple a um, and he's a little different because uh, when he was released in affiliate ball, he got an opportunity in independent baseball, which had just been starting in the, in the I believe it was in the uh, in the late 90s, something like that, um, where I think it was the Northern League um, where he got that opportunity, and then he became a, a player manager, uh, which is pretty rare, but that's how he started. He's been managing now for over 20 years, and, um, yeah, you, you, I mean, there's so many different – so many different personalities. We have guys that have managed in the big leagues and now they're just doing this because they, they just love it. Um, I wouldn't say too many of them, I wouldn't say want to get back uh, to affiliate ball. This is more for them to kind of end their career and enjoy it and enjoy baseball and enjoy the winning atmosphere and not having to listen to uh, the coordinators or whatever, whoever's above them um, and just a way to enjoy it and, and kind of have that pure um that pure baseball mindset of, of we're going out there to have fun and win. Um, but awesome. yeah, definitely some high level guys. And for our team, our pitching coach is Frank Viola, former uh, world series MVP um, and a Cy Young award winner. And he, uh, 
he spent 10 years uh, as a pitching coach on the, with the Mets uh, in affiliate ball in the minor leagues. And he talks about now coming to independent baseball and just learning to love the game again, in a sense, and, and doing this for the love of the game and, and winning. Mm, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, Bert, is there anything else you'd want to share with, with, with everybody? The floor is now yours. <laughs> well, yeah, just, uh, you know, check us out on, on Indie Ball Jobs on Instagram. And if you feel like you can play at the next level and, and you want an opportunity, and, and especially for the college guys that, that might get undrafted this year, um, check us out. We have a whole bunch of events coming up. Uh, we do have a pre-draft workout um, that's going to come up in, uh, in July. Uh, so definitely check us out. Uh, shoot us a message. I do my best to try and respond to everybody um, and just trying to educate you on, on the world of independent baseball and all the different opportunities that there are, not just in independent baseball, but across the globe uh, where you might be able to find an opportunity and, and maybe change your life a little bit. Um, but definitely come check us out. And, and I appreciate uh, you having me on the show. Yeah, appreciate it, man. This is awesome stuff. Ton of fun, man. I love talking about any ball and different types of ways to get to the major leagues. And it's it's awesome. So I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.